I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Please be advised that Gen X This Is Why contains adult language. So, okay. He trips on Willie's balls. He falls down the stairs. <laughs> I was wondering where Willie's balls were coming. Up. I know he's going through puberty. Hi, and welcome to Gen X This Is Why, the podcast where we re-examine the sometimes bizarre and often scarring media from our shared childhood. What are you laughing at? My name is Amy. I'm a proud Gen Xer born in 1977. <laughs> the fuck is this? Yeah, that's uh, hilarious. I was born in 1974. I'm Jenny. I just looked at my notes. <laughs> and I do, a, <laughs> I do a lot of talking about Willie's balls. <laughs> wow. Okay. Oh, all right. So, Jen, let's let's real quick talk about the slap heard around the world. <laughs> By the time everybody hears this, it'll be old news. But if you know, Will Smith went up to Chris Rock. I saw it. I saw slapped it. him on national Slapped him like hard. Yeah. And then he was yelling, "Get your wife's mouth, my wife's name, out of your mouth, or something out of your like fucking that. mouth, out of your fucking yeah. mouth." Yeah. <laughs> um, what are your thoughts on this? I mean, they needed to do something to make this show more exciting, and I think they succeeded with it. I mean, if something... I mean, there weren't great movies this year for for the Oscars. Mm-mm. Would you agree with that? I agree when with Don't, that, although our girl for Eyes of Tammy Faye won. For Don't... And when Don't Look Up is in the running for Best Picture, yeah, it's a very bad year. Something's wrong. Very, very bad year. And Coda won, correct? And that's a streaming. I didn't see Coda, to be fair. I, I did see... The one about the dog, Power of the Dog, that was okay. I didn't see many of them, but I do know that Coda, I think, was like a streaming movie, not in the theater. So that's I mean, a big deal. I'm fine with that. I like to democratize this kind of stuff. Me too. I just feel like when Don't Look, I saw Don't Look Up while I was at Amy's house having COVID. Oh, right. Yeah. So I do have trigger memories related so to So do you think, are you, like, do you think Chris Rock was assaulted? Do you think Will Smith was in the wrong? I, I mean, you can't slap someone. That is right. assault. Right. I, so, as much as I love Will Smith, you can't just slap someone. Like, it's just, I, you can't do it. I unfortunately. feel like two things can be true. Chris Rock made a tasteless joke. Yes. And, and probably deserved a slap. But can you slap someone? No. <laughs> he deserved a get get my wife's name out of your fucking mouth, you asshole. He deserved that. Yeah. You cannot assault someone. You can't assault someone. You just can't. It was really weird. I mean, the to car- that 
to that point, like, do I think Chris Rock needs to press charges? No. Oh, I would if I were him. No. Why? I'd be like, so super is... pissed off. It's ridiculous, Jenny. <laughs> it um, was an open-handed slap. Yeah, and, you know, a lot of people are saying maybe it was staged. Mm-hmm. Because I don't know about you, but somebody, like, cold cocks me like that, I'm going to have gonna a There's going to be an altercation. Right. I think either that happened because Chris Rock didn't seem that surprised. Well, he was like, what is happening? <laughs> or either, yeah, like, either you'd react by, like, going back at the person. I don't know. I just feel like, or maybe he was just so stunned because, <laughs> you know, the last place you think about getting slapped or punched <laughs> or attacked in any way. Is on the stage at the Oscars. <laughs> oh, never a dull moment. Never a dull it moment. It was bonkers. Mm-hmm. It was really bonkers. All right, Jenny. So speaking of bonkers, we have episode... Okay. Little House on the Prairie, season seven, episode 12, Olsen versus Olsen. Do you have a description for us? This is written by Chris Abbott and directed by um, Claxton. Who's Chris Abbott? New. Okay. A female activist arrives in Walnut Grove to encourage the men to share equal property rights with their wives. After getting into a huge fight about it with her husband, Harriet Olson goes to live at the hotel. Matters worsen when Carolyn decides to follow Harriet's lead, setting off a firestorm that threatens even the town's most close-knit families. I love it. Um, what did you think overall? You were enraged. I was enraged by the history of this thing. Right. Not necessarily this show, but I, I thought the... I thought it was a decent episode. I thought it was written somewhat well. Yes. Yeah. Okay, Jim, we open on Nels in his store, and it's late at night, and he's doing some figuring. Right. Calculating. (laughs) I don't know. What do they call it? I call it figuring. When Harriet comes in complaining about his handwriting, and Nels is counting the receipts, and Harriet insists on doing it, and they get into this fight. Now, Nels is pissed, and he storms upstairs... (laughs) But he trips on Willie's balls. It was a bat, wasn't it? It was a bat and a ball, very clearly. (laughs) I'm like, Nels does a banana peel act on the stairs. Now, I want to talk about this, because he is almost to the top of the stairs. Okay? They show us that. He's almost to the top. And he goes flying backwards down a flight of stairs. Oh, did he go backwards? I thought he went forward. He went backwards, and he's fine. Oh, no, he would have a broken neck. Yeah, no way. So, okay, he trips on Willie's balls. He falls down the stairs. I was wondering where Willie's balls were coming. I I know he's going through puberty. I'm going to be like a 10-year-old here. So, all right, he's completely unfazed by by this fall, apparently. Yep. Runs into Willie's room. Willie is engrossed in a book. Yeah, that's out of character. And the book is called Murder on the Moors. And I tried to find out if this was a 1970s book. Uh, it's probably, is it a Penny Dreadful or one of those things? I don't know. I, I looked. I could not find it. So It's probably one of those, like, like those books that you threw away after yeah. you threw away. Yep. So Nels is pissed. And he says he's locking up his balls for two weeks now. <laughs> I'm like, they're having a power struggle over a baseball bat. No. I wrongly thought that they were fighting over Willie's balls this whole time. So I just have Willie's balls, Willie's balls. And then and then it turns out it was a bat. 
Okay, Willie's a kid, and that's weird and gross, first of all, that you're writing that all over your paper. <laughs> Secondly, yes, it was the bat. It was okay. Willie's bat. So Nels is like, I'm taking your shit, and I'm locking it up for two weeks. Like, I'm done. Yeah. So Harriet comes upstairs, and she demands Willie's stuff back. And she's like, Nels, you can't be picking on poor Willie. Poor Willie. Poor Willie. Come on. Oh, he has her snowed. <laughs> Nels is like, I'm just trying to teach him responsibility. Responsibility, And Harriet finds the bat, and I wrote, oh, it's not his balls. So it's a bat. <laughs> and he tells her, you are not allowed to give that back to him. But she's like, fuck you, Nels. I'm doing what I want. I'll do what yep. I want. <laughs> yep, and Nels basically. says, I'm leaving. And he starts packing a suitcase. And while he's doing that, Harriet is screaming at him. And she's like, you're not going anywhere. Okay. Nels is moving out again. I know. This is the... I was thinking about this. This is the third time. <laughs> Come on, man. We had the divorce situation where Nels got a dog in one of the early seasons. Yeah. We have Nels running off with his Irish lassie. Yep. And now number three. I would say their relationship is toxic. <laughs> I would say so. So Nels shows up at Nellie's and he tells her he needs a room and that he's moved out. Nellie's, like, confused, but she finds a room for him, and she says, we're pretty booked up because there's a woman lecture tonight, and all the rooms are taken. And Nellie invites him to I have a lady lecture. I like that name better. Oh, okay. Nellie invites him to come along because she and Percival are going. Mm, Percival is pretty progressive. Percival is pretty progressive. Even though we know what his view, like, it's so, this is so, who writes these characters? Because, like. How are his views on, like, I totally control everything Nellie eats to, like, yeah, she should have all these rights. He sent her to her room. I know. Like, it just just is inconsistency in this character. Uh, No, really? (laughs) So, Nels says, I don't want to go to a dry lecture. Like, I'm single Nels now. I'm (laughs) Winoka Nels again. I don't want to go back. It's like, what do you have in mind? Cards? No, he says that to Charles later. Oh, right, right. That's right. So at the little house, Carolyn is giving Charles all the scoop about Nels because she was there when he came in and asked for a room. And they're getting ready for the lecture. And Charles is like, mm, maybe one of us better stay here and tend to the children. Now, when is Charles ever going uh, to ever about babysitting his children? Nope. Not ever. He's like, I just don't feel okay going to a woman's meeting. What if I'm the only one there? God forbid. And Carolyn's like, Carolyn says, it's not a woman's meeting. It's a town meeting. Thank you, Carolyn. Jenny, I'm wondering, did this writer ever write for them again? Because I bet you Charles fired them. I bet you Michael Landa fired them. Oh, maybe. Them. We'll have to look but that the, up in a minute. The uh, This is the concept of, like, Ladies History Month or Women's History Month. It's like, we're 51% of the population. Are you fucking kidding me? Yep. Yeah. He ends up going. Charles ends up going. But the minute they get there, he bails to go yep. get Nels. Yeah. And Carolyn's like, I'm going to save you a seat. At Nell's pathetic room, Charles comes in and he brings Nell's over to lecture. This is when Nell's is like, what do you have in mind, Charles? You want to hang out? Cards? Checkers? <laughs> Wild night. This is, like later Checkers. When they, this is like later when they all go hang out in the church. I'm like, this town desperately needs a salon. Desperately needs a salon. Jesus. The speaker's name is Elizabeth Smith. And she's like, I'm really glad to see the men here. Because I need to speak to you men about being fair to women. Everyone's doing side glances at each other throughout this whole lecture. But the fucking weird thing for me here was, it's a lecture about women's rights and importance in society, blah, 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 blah. Let's focus it on men. 
Well, because I think she's trying to say if the men sign off on this. I think the men have to sign off on it, which is so enraging. I just want to punch a hole in the wall. So she says that the woman gives up all her rights to her property when she gets married. And you see, like, Nels is looking at Harriet. Harriet's looking at Nels. Laura's looking at Manly. Manly's like, hey, everyone, it's (laughs) Well, because I don't think... I don't think women realized that they didn't have these rights. But I don't think men realized they had them either. Because Nels is like, oh, yeah. <laughs> so she also says that a man has complete guardianship over the children. And she says that if a man doesn't like how you're raising your kids or blah, 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 they could just take the kids. Like, yep. Jenny, what man is going to take them up on that? Come on. I have an index card. <laughs> What laws are they trying to get passed? All right, good. Thank you. So I looked this up and I, I'm very, very confident that it's the Married Women's Property Acts. However, the timeline doesn't line up. Like this would be the 1880s that they're, mm-hmm. pre- that they're representing here, or maybe even 1890s by this point. Mm-hmm. These acts <clears throat> largely passed in the 18, like by the end of the Civil War. Okay. So, like, the, the timeline's a little dodgy. Mm-hmm. Actually, I think in the Western Territories, it was even earlier. I think it was before the Civil War. Okay. The first one passed in New York. So the timeline's not right, but I think these are the, clearly the laws they're talking about. Because they okay. did mention that they passed in New York. Okay. And that yeah. was the first place. Yeah. The Married Women's Property Act. There were laws enacted by individual states of the U.S. beginning in 1839. The acts helped to rectify some of the difficulties that women faced under coverture the English common law system that subsumed married women's ability to own property, earn wages, and enter into contracts and otherwise act autonomously to their husband's authority. Hmm. So basically anything, basically women couldn't do anything without their their husband's permission. Wow. After New York passed their married women's property law in 1848, this law became a template for other states to grant married women the right to own property. Some of the things that married women weren't allowed to do. So now... Single women were allowed to do these things. Okay. You basically lost your right. So, like... Right. You're being punished if you're married To woman. be clear, white women had the rights to do these right, things. Right. Right. Of course. When you married, you basically gave up all those rights. Which is super although, weird. Although there were still some rights that you didn't have as a single woman. Sure. You couldn't well. vote. You couldn't inherit your, pro- your father's property. So, if there was no sons, females couldn't inherit wow. their property. Yeah. Okay. Um, you couldn't own the home that you lived in. So, I mean, this is for married women now. Like, okay. so if, like, a, a single woman could buy a home and own it. Mm-hmm. But if you got married, even if you own that home first, and then you married a man, he now owns it. You don't okay. own it at all. You did not have legal guardianship over your children, which is fucking insane. Like, that, I didn't even that realize that crazy. was a thing. It's crazy because I don't think I speak for myself here. I think I speak for a lot of mothers where even though this is completely wrong, you feel like your kids are yours. <laughs> like they literally came out of They me. literally came out of your body. Right? <laughs> right. Um, they were not allowed to extend credit They were, or to uh, take out credit. They were not allowed to create a will. They were not allowed sole ownership of any gifts they received. Wow. Yeah. Okay. They were not allowed to file, lo- file lawsuits or conduct any kind of business. They had no say. They didn't have any say in how their husbands managed their property, business, children, or home. Wow. 
So and why then there would you get some... married? Exactly. Why? Probably because um, a lot of people needed either dual income or if they wanted to have kids have kids you know you couldn't do that as a single woman back then you couldn't do that as single women right Mm-mm. i mean to be fair to be clear single women did not have the same rights as single men but they oh, had better but they had yeah. better rights than married women mm-hmm. and people but of it's, color it's, had no rights and there was some there was some laws passed earlier than this that's t- <laughs> they were attempting to like not give the husband all control over the woman's life so instead another man in her life mm. could now work with a husband to have, like, say in what he's doing? How s- disgusting is that? I, I can't. I can't. It's so insane. It's so it's insane. Like, well, and, like, we were talking about this in this one article I was looking at to, to get this information. Up until the 70s, women had to have husbands sign off on credit cards, and we've talked about this before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 1970s, that is, folks. Yeah. 1970s. Yeah. Yep. That's insane. Yeah, so it's infuriating. If insane. I lived so back I think, then, I'd be a real asshole, and I'd run up a bunch of debt, and then just take true. off and abandon my yeah. kids. That's true. Mm-hmm. There you go. There you go. But, like, you're not even going to be able to rent a room, so how's that going to work out? I'll figure it out. I'll just hook up with someone else. <laughs> you go Kezia on their it. Debt. You just go Kezia I'll on just it. go Kezia and find <laughs> a shell of a home, a basement, <laughs> and I'll just live in it. So the So I think they're talking about the Married Women's Property Act. However, the timeline, the historical timeline is not correct. But okay. We'll, we'll give them some creative uh, license here. Okay. So, Jenny, Elizabeth Smith has a petition to ask the state legislature to change these laws, and she wants every man in Walnut Grove to sign. And the women are all looking at each other like, oh, my God. After the meeting, the Ingalls head over to Nellie's to get some pie, but Nels, who is now empowered by hearing what his rights are. Yeah, because he didn't realize he owns Harriet's business. Mm-hmm. Walks over, I wrote, he goes home to now lord his new power over Harriet. Yeah. He's like, I have all the power, so I want more respect. And Harriet, you go fetch my slippers while I relax in this chair. And Harriet is seething. Like somebody like Harriet, who's like a go-getter, has built a business, clearly does this stuff better than Nels. It's just like, no. So then we see her packing a suitcase. And he runs in and she's like, you know, that's my store, right? And what, now you want to take it? And she's like, okay, now I'm leaving you. And she's crying and hysterical. Well, and she's like, you want the kids? You want the store? You want the house? Do it. Do it. Go for it. Enjoy it. At Nellie's Jen, Charles and Carolyn are finish up, finishing up their pie when Harriet comes in now and she requests a room. Cut to Charles and <laughs> Carolyn at home. Carolyn has her hair down. Sexy hair time. Can we just say, though, like... Poor Nellie. Like, her parents are driving her Nellie's crazy. Like, why She's like, I'm like nine months hotel. pregnant. Like, why are you doing this to me? Charles, if you notice, is relaxing in bed with a cup of coffee. Of course. Mm-hmm. Charles is laughing and saying he wish he saw Nels give her the old heave-ho. And Carolyn's like, don't you feel like he's kind of stealing her property? Yeah. And Paul's like, how? That's his wife. What's hers? His is hers. And what's hers is his. That's nope, not true. That's not what the law states. Nope. The law states what's hers is his and what's his is his. Carolyn says, not according to the law. And then Carolyn says, you could tell it's just like stuck in her craw. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? She's like, yeah. I just hate the idea that my husband could take everything I have at any moment. And Charles yep. goes, well, if that's what's bothering you, we could split up everything we have and write our names on it. Carolyn gets the brush. Charles gets the suspenders. Dick bag. Carolyn gets the Bible. She is giving him the look of death. Dick 
bag. She says this is not fair that her husband could just take her property on a whim. And he no. says about Nels and Harriet, like they won't be long they won't be apart for very long, Carolyn. Come on. And Carolyn now says, I'm disappointed with you, Charles. You're usually the first one to stand up for what's fair. And she kind of storms off. Yeah. And he's like, well, okay, I guess I need to, like, dry hump something because this is not happening. Even though she had sexy hair and I'm drinking right. coffee and we were ready to go. Like, the the law, which sort of, this is what the law says now about marriage, is if the law said when you get married, you both own the property and then, like, you're going to have mm-hmm. to figure that out if you get divorced, that'd be fine. Yeah. But that's not what it says. At the Olsons, Not this time. Willie is living his best life, eating some <laughs> breakfast, drinking some milk. He's eating them out of house and home. <laughs> He's, like, loving life. Nels is like, how am I going to tell Willie that Harriet's not coming home? So he's, like, practicing and stuff. And then Willie just comes in. He's like, did Mom come home last night? Nels is like, no. Willie's like, okay, bye. Fuck off. I'm going to school. Like, he could give a shit. <laughs> now, over at the mill, we have Manly. He's cutting a board. Yes. Manly is impressed by the speech and wants to know what Charles thinks. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Do I need to go back in time and remind you that this is the motherfucker who was like, you either sleep with me or you love your dad. Like giving ultimatums <laughs> like real crazy. <laughs> And not letting Laura work and, you know, thinking he owns her. And suddenly he's like, oh, I'm into this progressiveness. 
Okay. Charles is like, I don't get it. And I'm not signing the paper because I don't agree with it. You think if your husband's good. There's a trust between a man and a woman. When they get married, because all their stuff is shared. No, it's not. If you start dividing stuff up, that trust erodes. Nope. Everything's yours. It doesn't belong to both of you. Well, we know that because Charles had to auction everything off one time when he fucked everything up. And Charles is also looking at it from the point of view of him and Carolyn get along and agree on things. Sure. That's not everybody's situation. No. So he says his family's just fine. And why mess with something that works? Oh, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. Now at Nellie's, Elizabeth Smith asks Percival to sign the petition. He's like, of course. Yes, hell yeah. I'm a New Yorker. I'm used to this. It's good. I'm <laughs> used to it. people having rights. <laughs> Jenny, you're right. Like, these characters. That doesn't make any sense with what he did in the previous Not episodes. at all. Not at all. He tells Elizabeth Smith, if you get Mr. Ingalls to sign this, this would carry a lot of weight because he's like the mayor. I guess. Just then Carolyn comes by and they set up a time to chat and Harriet's hiding behind a tree spying on the store. I love it. I love Harriet <laughs> spying on her store. I'm in total solidarity with Harriet in this episode. Me too. Not doesn't happen often, but it's happening nope. now. All right. Now at the little house, Pa is cooking and Carolyn gets home. Yes, Jenny. So let me get this straight. Pa made dinner one night to make up for this gross inequality. Okay. He yeah. is. That's not more insulting. He is buttering her up. He cooked. He is digging a hole cleaned, is what he's doing. He fed the children. So Once. Mm-hmm. And he yep. made, do you notice he made stew and he makes stew every time. That's all he knows yep. how to make. Because it's easy. I don't mm-hmm. know how to make stew. Anyone can make stew. So Carolyn comes in and he's like, sit down, sit down. I'll serve you. Blah, blah, blah. So she's like, Charles, I've been thinking about Kansas and how hard we worked raising those logs for that cabin side by side. And I have to say something, Jenny. Yep. I miss those days, too. <laughs> Can we get back to that? <laughs> she says, Seriously. wouldn't it be nice to have something written down somewhere that they're equal partners? And he gets all irate. He's like, here I thought we were having a good memory. And you're just trying to trick me. You're manipulating me. And then he's like, okay, oh. Carolyn, fine, whatever, I'll sign it. I'm going to end up doing it anyway. Wow. And she's like, that's not fair. And he's like, you're sweet-talking me into signing this shit? You think that's fair? You think it's fair I have to deal with all the bear around here who are drawn to your period blood? Do you think it's fair that I have to do all the lifting and moving because you have little spaghetti arms? Do you think it's fair that I have to do all the figuring because your head is full of space and cotton candy? Oh, maybe mm-hmm. he didn't say those things. <laughs> well, basically, he's like, we've done nothing but argue since this woman's come to town. And it's like, no, you've done nothing but argue now that Carolyn realizes she has no rights. <laughs> so he's like, fine, I'll sign it. And she's like, nope. And she storms off to bed. No sexy hair, no popcorn, no, no coffee. No, nothing. Mm-mm. The next day, or a day, Harriet is spying <laughs> on the store again. And then she heads over to the hotel and has coffee while foreboding music plays that never results in anything. (laughs) (laughs) She confides in Percival that she's upset because it's her store and she should be the one running it. And Percival's like, well, then why don't you just go back? And Carolyn comes in at this exact moment. She's like, no, you are courageous and every woman in this town knows it. And she starts like really supporting Harriet. I have to say, though, like, whatever you think or don't think about Harriet, like, she is a pretty progressive person in that, like, she runs the business, she owns the business. She's only progressive in that way. She still doesn't think she should touch a person of color. 
Let's right. not forget that. She's super racist <laughs> right. and bigoted and right. sexist in a lot of ways, but she is, you know, like she runs, she runs the show yeah, but in her place. She's okay with squashing everyone else's rights, but suddenly when her rights are infringed on, right. yep. she's got to do something about it. That's uh, white woman privilege right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. 100%. So we get Carolyn. But she's a good example of yes. like. Yes. Yeah. So Carolyn's like, look, if I could get everyone else in town to do what you did, maybe the men will listen. And then we get Carolyn rounding up the women montage. <laughs> nice. Then we see Carolyn fucking off to Nellie's. She's like packing up. And she's got that little daughter, Grace, with her. And she's like, I'm going to live in a hotel. Carrie comes in. No one Carrie, asked for this. Carrie's a grown-up. Oh, God. What happened? I don't know. But she's all, like, trashy. <laughs> just barking well, and I like Well, I like how Carolyn's telling the kids, like, just just live your best life. Yes. Just have a good time. Do whatever you want. And the Carrie's like, should I help with Grace? He's like, nope. Nope. No, your, let your, your father do it. Your got it. Your pa's got it. So, yeah, she just tells the kids, like, while I'm gone to this hotel, <laughs> fucking off, you guys just do you. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> then we see, then we have the greatest. It's Mrs. Foster having a breakdown because she's she, has, she has twins and her husband doesn't help and she's screaming at him and she's assaulting him with the mail. Aim, did you feel seen? <laughs> My husband helped me, but I felt seen <laughs> just having a twin breakdown in general. <laughs> And she's assaulting him with the mail. She's, like, whipping it at him and hitting him with it. I feel like this was Amy, like, 2006 through, like, 2012. Jesus. Charles shows up at Nell's, and Nell's tells Charles, Carolyn went around and gathered up all the women to force the men to sign, you know. And Nell's is like, I might sign because I'm missing me some Harriet. Like, she was good at some shit around here. Charles says, do not back down, motherfucker. They are hoping we crack. They want us to crack, and we will not. I just have the men are sad and confused because they have to take care of themselves now. <laughs> okay, now we go to the Wilders. And Manly's like, are you moving out, Beth? I'm glad your mom didn't ask you to move. I'm glad you didn't go. And then Beth is, or Laura's like, well, do you want to sign the petition? He's like, sure, I'll sign the petition. So he's like, wait, I have to do the right no. voice. Hey, everyone, I'm signing a petition. <laughs> so, no, doesn't he say he'll only sign he a petition? He says photos? he will gladly do it after Charles does because he's not getting involved he in that. <laughs> well, and he knows that Pa will hold out as long as he can. Oh, yeah. So Laura says, I have to support my mother here. So, like, I'm going, dude. And he's like, hey, everyone, I'm being left. <laughs> so she leaves. All right. At Nellie's, the hotel is super busy with all the women. And Nellie and Carolyn and Percival are overwhelmed with the cooking. At the Ingalls, meanwhile, Jenny, this is another horrific scene. Who's the director? Is it Claxton? Claxton. I need a marked safe from Claxton flag for Facebook. <laughs> All right, I'll put that on the list. He he really tried to torture me with baby crying this episode. Oh, God, that was fucking horrible. At the Ingalls, guys, Grace is throwing a fit and Charles is losing it. And I, as the viewer, was losing it. This was too long. How long did that kid scream for? It felt like 100 years. I hate when movies do that. Like, just show the crying baby a little bit. We don't need I don't know this. if that's is 
I don't know how you feel about the crying baby. It's so triggering to me. I don't know if it's worse or better for you. Oh, no, it's extremely triggering for me. (laughs) I I can't stand it. So Grace is sobbing, sobbing, sobbing. And you could tell, like, Michael Landon, like, this kid hates Michael Landon. Yeah, well, because he probably never does this stuff. That's true. She probably thinks a stranger is doing something to her. Well, why would he be doing stuff to her? <laughs> no, like like feeding her and like taking care of her. He and, doesn't like, do she's... that. It's not his right. Kid. That's what I mean. She's just crying because she misses her mother. Oh, okay. Okay. I think you meant like. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, is Grace sleeping over Michael Landon's on the weekends? Is he babysitting? <laughs> no, I mean, like he's. She's like, why is pa- like this? person i barely know doing this stuff for me i miss my mother yeah so laura shows up at nelly's and carolyn is so happy to see her and laura asks is this gonna work like no one has signed yet carolyn says when you believe in something you have to be courageous enough to stand up for it or completely back down to your husband's ultimatum like i gave you that (laughs) i gave you that advice three episodes ago right (laughs) right there's that too laura is worried that paul will never sign and carolyn's like he will he'll sign don't worry about it Okay, over at he the, has to throw his little baby man fit, his man baby fit. He has, and to, then yes. and then he'll sign. Like he can't just sign it like yep. a normal fucking person. Over at the mercantile, Nels is super overwhelmed by men. Did you get this? The men are like suddenly <laughs> buying all these domestic items, and <laughs> yeah. one guy's like, "I'm buying." I forget what he's buying, like diapers, diapers. or something. Instead of cleaning them, he's just buying them. Right. I'm like yep. okay. So Mrs. Foster shows up and she gets in a big fight with her husband and they start throwing bags of flour at one another. Well, did you see that Harriet's in disguise? Harriet's in disguise. And She's she all starts yentl. laughing. She's all yentl on it. <laughs> Laura sneaks over to Manley's and she tells him she has a plan to get Pa to sign the petition. I don't know why we had to see that. It didn't really, I don't know. Then we get Pa and he's in the drama barn and he's milking yep. a cow. He's milking damn cow. Oh, damn, damn cow. Fool cow. Damn, damn cow. fool cow. Damn fool cow. Damn fool cow. I should make a damn fool cow sticker. I totally forgot about yeah, damn fool should. cow. So damn fool cow's getting milked, and Laura shows up, <laughs> and Laura tells Pa, Ma misses you, and she wants to meet you in the church where no one else can see you at 2 o'clock. And Pa's like, oh, my God, I'm super excited. Let me go, you know, have eight cups of coffee. I'll be right back. So Laura lures Carolyn to the church, but then they don't show us the scene. Laura parent traps them, right? Right, but there's no scene. Yeah, you're right. There isn't. It's so weird. That was because the choice. next scene that we have, Carolyn is telling Laura, like, well, how no, could no, you no, do no, this? No. Blah, 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 blah. no, I feel like there was a scene. No, we did not see them at the church together. We saw Laura and Carolyn at the church together. Oh, okay. Because I just have church. Oh, he mad. Oh, Carolyn mad. <laughs> yeah laura says i did i miss a scene i think you might have because i think they were brief oh they show him storming out of the church that's it though they don't they don't show the scene in the church and i just said we don't know oh he mad so obviously that went badly and then we see laura and carolyn in the church correct yeah but why wouldn't they show us why i don't know do they run out of film Uh, they could have cut two minutes of baby grace crying yep and given us two minutes of this so Laura says, I just thought the two of you could get together and work it out. And Carolyn's like, well, that didn't happen. Nope. So at home, Pa is trying to feed Grace and Albert. And is like, do women need husbands to take care of them? Albert asked this. 
Mm-hmm. Pa says, no, it's a two-sided thing. A husband and a wife take care of each other. And then Pa goes, Albert, can you watch these assholes? I'm fucking off to town tonight <laughs> to get some real food. <laughs> like, he just, you know, hey, whatever. At the restaurant, Percival tells Pa there's no food left. Can I just say, this restaurant is slammed and I feel seen. I know, it's like a New York restaurant. Because, like, New York is back and slammed. Like, really? everything's packed again. Mm. Oh, yeah, everything's packed again. Yep. Okay. Outside, the men are gathered, and Jen, there's Rev! Yeah, where Rev the hell's Rev back? Been? He shows up for dinner. Where's his wife? I don't know. I think he's, like, feeling the pain. She must be in there. Maybe. So, Rev is like, why don't we go hang out in the church? Why? Why are they going to hang out in the church? I don't know, to go cry together. So, they're in the church, and all we hear is like, oh, I can give you a stain remover that will take that out. Oh, try doing that. Like, there's all this whopping domestic <laughs> advice. It's real weird. Um, the dad is in there with the crying foster twins, and I just want to kick them out of a window. <laughs> Charles confesses he's been a fucking idiot. Yep. And he's ready to sign the petition. And I just wrote, they do realize this is only a petition, right? Like, this is... Right. This, this does is not, not guarantee law. the law right. is going to pass. Yep. Okay. So then they go over to the hotel. They sign. The women are thrilled. Carolyn and Charles make up. And a Laura voiceover tells us, Ma says we were on the right track with the petition. And maybe someday... Women will have the right to vote. Maybe, but I doubt it. I, I have, I want to say something here. Okay. They are phoning it in with these Laura voiceovers. Okay. That's it. Ma said we're on the right track. Maybe we'll have the right to vote. Maybe, but I doubt it. Wow. That's not yeah, like that's home bad. is the nicest word there is. I mean. Okay. Right. Okay. I'm done. Jenny, whose fault is this? It's Charles's fault. Okay. Why? Because he's just being a dickbag in this. And, like, why is it, like, I think he he got power hungry when people were, like, looking to him to see what he was going to do. And then he just milked this for drama. Yeah, I'm trying to think, like, who had the option to sign it first? Nels? Anyone could have signed it. Anyone could have signed this. Anyone. Percival's name was on there for, like, a week collecting dust. (laughs) Like, why did... Why did Charles have to be the moral compass for fucking everyone? Somebody, I, if I were in that town, I was one of those guys in that town, I would just sign it just to usurp Charles. Wow. <laughs> Percival's like, I'll sign this, but then do, do you have another petition to make every woman go on Weight Watchers? I'll sign that one. <laughs> it's so, you're right, it's so weird. It doesn't track, yeah. I'm blaming Nels. I don't know why. I just, I, Nels is really becoming problematic for me, which is terrible because I love Richard Bull. Mm-hmm. But Nels is just real problematic for me. And the whole thing. Okay. All right. So at the end of every episode, Jenny and I look back on theme or lesson, something we took from the rewatch or the original. We talk about how it manifested itself in our lives in some way. We call it our why. It's designed to finish the statement. Gen X, this is why. What is your why for this episode, Jenny? This is why men of a certain generation... I'm not saying, like, our peers. No. Necessarily. But men of a certain generation love the good old days when things were, quote-unquote, simpler. Yep. Which is basically yep. when they had all the power. Yep. And and they were basically completely taken care of by their wives as if their wives were their mother. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, I hear that a lot. 
know, the good yep. old days. The good old days. The, the, good in, the golden 50s. Nope. Like when, yeah. No no one, the did 50s were not, not good for anyone except you, white men. Did you not watch Mad Men? Do you not know yeah. what women were doing to themselves in the 50s? Yeah. Yep. They were just Betty Draper smoking at breakfast, smoking at lunch, smoking at dinner, trying to keep her figure. Yep. Like, no. Mm-mm. Jenny, this is, I wrote, this is why I struggle with states' rights. With what? States', <laughs> states rights? rights? I go oh, okay. back and forth. I feel like certain constitutional or certain civil liberties should be at a national level. Well, they're supposed, if they're guaranteeing the constitution they're supposed to be because i think about like percival for example and he's like oh they've had this law for a long time in new york Mm -hmm. people especially then but there's a lot of people today now who don't have the means to pick up and just move to a state right you know what i mean so like we hear this a lot especially like with abortion and women's rights today and, you know, Florida being so terrible. Go back a few episodes if you don't want to hear that. Um, like, oh, well, it's nice to have it in the States because then you could just move to the state that best aligns with your it's ideology. Not that simple for, it's not that simple for most people. And it's not that simple. And that's usually the groups that are oppressed by these kind of laws. Yes. That that yeah. makes it the hardest on. Yeah. Yeah. Like, do you know how much it costs to move? Especially oh. if you want to move to a more... From a progr- state to another state? For a more progressive place. You know, like, it's usually a bigger city. It's going to be a lot more expensive. You have I to, intimately know how much that costs. <laughs> you have to give up your job. You have to... Like, it's... You need well, thousands thing is, of dollars to move. Even if you have thousands of dollars to move, like, not everybody has the flexibility and not... Like, you have to not work for a little while to mm-hmm. be able to, do, like, do all mm-hmm. that. It's crazy. It's insane. So I think that while I'm in favor of states' rights for certain things, there, you know, this is why it's so important when you hear people talking about women's reproductive rights that, you know, it should go down to the states. This is why it's so important that it needs to stay at the national level. It's a civil right. It's, it's a, a civil, civil right. Mm-hmm. And it should be at the national level. It like needs... the, the Constitution should protect our rights. And there should be protections at the national level for LGBTQ+. Plus community yep. for people of color there should be like whether, all of those protections are guaranteed in the constitution and should be set in stone codified at the national level like whether whether or not you own a gun is guaranteed at the constitution level are you trying to get me worked up <laughs> <laughs> well it is i mean that's guaranteed in mm-hmm. the constitution mm-hmm. how that what those parameters are are set at state level yes Right. Like there's certain restrictions in certain states and like, like, I feel like that's could be okay, but it's when you start to, and this is what they do with the, with abortion is they start to make these laws that chip away at that general yes. right. Yes. And that's where it starts to get into trouble when you're talking about somebody's civil rights. Yeah. But then you have groups like the ACLU, which could sue or, you know, the, the federal government could sue a state. Like, didn't they try to sue mm-hmm. Texas over yeah. that abortion yep. law? Yeah. Um. To you know, kind of be like, hey, we know what we're what you're doing, like the gerrymandering. But Texas was doing that on purpose to get the Supreme Court yes. to look at the case. Right. So it's like it's just so there's so much fuckery around this stuff. Yeah. It's it's With really crazy. Thing. It really is. But I, you know, it's it was so refreshing to just hear Percival be like, oh yeah, like no big deal. I'm in New York. But there was also a generational thing because Manley was willing to sign it. Yep. 
right? It, it, I felt like it was Charles. Pa and Nels are the older generation. Yeah. yeah. So it was interesting that we saw that generational divide, too, because I feel like that's mm-hmm. kind of in the world today. All right, Jenny, so why don't you tell everyone what's coming up next? Can I talk about a show I'm watching first? Yeah, I have a show recommend- recommendation also. I've been watching Succession. You've talked You've about seen this it. before. Yeah. It's so good. It's so good. We Did just I talk talked about, about I... this. Did we really? Yesterday, taping the Golden Girls. Oh, wow. Okay. I was so out of it yesterday. You were talking about Roman, how much you love him. I love Roman. Yeah. Oh, I forgot I talked about this yesterday. Yeah. I was... Amy yelled at me for being low energy yesterday. Guys, we've recorded our Patreon Golden Girls yesterday. Jenny's half asleep. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> I was so jet lagged. And like, it's this thing where you're fine, 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 fine. And then it just hits me in the afternoon like a load of bricks. Mm-hmm. Like I felt sedated. Mm-hmm. It was so crazy. And then like, I felt like that for a couple hours and then I was okay. Yeah. We'll see what happens today. So far, so good. But Succession is okay. really good. Highly recommend. I'm I'm getting into like the really good season now, season three. Is that the latest? I think so. I think so too. Um, I'm loving The Last Kingdom. Yeah, you were talking about that yesterday. Yes, I didn't mention it on the free feed. Oh, it's really good. I haven't seen it before. I didn't even know it existed, and it was like the most watched show on Netflix. So I was like, okay, it's good. I like it. Awesome. Yeah. All right, Jenny, what's coming up next? Next, we have season seven, episode 13, Come Let Us Reason Together. (laughs) God. When Percival's parents, Benjamin and Edna, arrive for a visit, Harriet and Benjamin clash over their grandchild's religious upbringing. Nellie's joyous pregnancy is tainted by the acrimony, but the families will eventually reach an unusual agreement. Aim. Joyous pregnancy? Thoughts Ooh, on that? Acrimony. I know, right? Wow. Somebody else wrote that description <laughs> on that site. Jenny, we need to look up this writer and see if he ever wrote again. Why don't you do that? Pause. So, Chris Abbott, guys, we're back. Chris Abbott has been a writer on... Are you ready? He's a writer on The Young and the Restless. Oh, God. So, he has to be good. Nothing says I'm an amazing writer like a soap opera on your resume. (laughs) May I have... Oh, so, all of it's coming up. We haven't seen it. Oh, okay. So, he does does get a second chance. I'm surprised. A lot in this season. And, okay. So, he also wrote a few episodes of Cagney and Lacey. He wrote the TV movie Little House Bless All the Dear Children. Is that the last one where they blow up the houses? Oh, fuck. He wrote for Magnum P.I. He wrote one episode of Quantum Leap, one of Star Trek Voyager, Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman. I loved Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman. Diagnosis Murder. And then he wrote for Bold and Beautiful and Young and the Restless. Wow. So he's, you know, he's quite prolific. I feel like he's a step up from, you know, who, Tom Ballack, Jenny's shop teacher, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, and by the time you hear this, hopefully, will will Isa, Tammy, Faye be out by the time they hear this? I don't know. Am I Kreskin? Oh, let me look at my calendar. You're not Kreskin, <laughs> but you have a calendar in front of you. Um, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yes, it will be. Okay, so hope you enjoyed Eyes of Tammy Faye. Won- Jessica Chastain won the Oscar for it last night. So that Spoiler was alert. Spoiler alert. 
Um, and Golden Girls and Stand By Me over on Patreon yes. for April. So we're really excited about those two things. All right, guys. So thanks for listening. If you haven't already jumped in our jump in our Facebook group, it's called the Mimi Bees. You can find it in the show notes. And consider joining our Patreon where you get two bonus episodes a month. All right, Jen. Anything else? No, I was just looking at my hand sanitizer and it has an expiration date on it. How does something that's 99.9% alcohol expire? <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening. We'll see you soon. <laughs>